Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. When priests-to-be go to seminary, we are expected to spend a summer as a chaplain of some sort. Many of us end up in hospitals in a program that involves week of intensive room visits, uh, group therapy sessions, and weekly overnights on call. That was how I found myself working at Baptist Downtown for three months the summer of 2016. Now, during the day, I primarily worked the floors in the children's hospital. But those nights I was on call, I could be paged anywhere at any time. Now, I was a good biology and anatomy student, and I read a lot of medical records and talked with a lot of doctors as a lawyer. So I took to the medicine easy enough. Before I visited a patient in non-emergency situations, I would read over their case notes and talk to the nurses so I knew what medical situation I was walking into. But time and time again, I found that when I walked into the room, I was often blindsided by what the patient or the patient's family thought was happening. It turns out many of us do not have medical training and we carry with us so many emotions or expectations that can color everything we see or hear. So while the patient's records or the nurses would say one thing, often I would find the patient had a completely different understanding of what was going on or their prognosis. I changed my tact after a week or so of this. Now, instead of assuming we were all on the same page when I walked in the room, I walked in as a blank slate, sat down, and would ask the patient, so, what's going on with you? At the very least, it was an easy conversation starter. At the very most, it let me notify the nurses where there might be some confusion or questions that the patient needed explained or answered. And we all do that. We fill in the blanks with our expectations, our experience, our emotions. How many times have we read a sentence and then realized our brain filled in something that sentence did not say? How many times have we assumed the tone of a text message or thought we heard our spouse attack us when they were just asking an innocent question? Our brains are trying to work efficiently. We don't read every word on a page. We don't hear every word spoken by a friend in a loud restaurant. So our brains fill in those blanks. And most of the time, they're right. But sometimes, we have to set aside those expectations, those experiences, those emotions, and truly look around with fresh eyes. We have to open ourselves up to something that may be new or different something we may not have seen before. We have to let ourselves be surprised. And that is exactly what the wise men do when seeking Christ. These wise men are not Jewish. They are not looking for signs of the Jewish Messiah. But they are observers of the natural world. And they are surprised to find something different in the sky they have been charting. Instead of trying to rationalize it, of telling themselves that clearly they missed something before, of making it fit into whatever their non-Jewish worldview was at the time, they allowed themselves to wonder. 
They open their minds and their books to the possibility that something outside their cultural worldview was going on. And they decided not to avoid it or hide it or diminish it in any way. Instead, they decided to lean in and seek it out. Christianity is a lifelong journey. The way we understand God as a child will be different than how we understand him as a teenager, or as a young adult, or as a middle-aged person, or in the golden years of our lives. But for some people, that truth is hard to accept. We want God to fit in our box. We want to be able to put our arms around him, to understand him fully, to have control over God being the way we want him to be. But God is not that small. And our brains are not that big. Of course we should examine scripture and tradition. How has God shown up in the past? How have I encountered him in my past? How have I communicated with him before? When have I felt him near? How has he come close to the faithful before? What traditions have helped people enter into a relationship with him? All of these things tell us about the qualities of God. But we also have to be open to God as living, present, mysterious, surprising. When Christians argue over the true nature of God, I often think of the Indian parable of the blind men and the elephant. There were once six blind men who stood by the roadside every day and begged from people who passed. They had often heard of elephants, but they had never seen one. For being blind, how could they? It so happened one morning that an elephant was driven down the road where they stood. When they were told that the great beast was before them, they asked the driver to let him stop so that they might see him. Of course, they could not see him with their eyes, but they thought by touching him, they could learn just what kind of animal he was. The first one happened to put his hand on the elephant's side. Well, well, he said, now I know all about this beast. He is exactly like a wall. The second felt only the elephant's tusk. My brother, he said, you are mistaken. He is not like a wall at all. He is round and smooth and sharp. He's more like a spear than anything else. The third happened to take a hold of the elephant's trunk. Both of you are wrong, he said. Anybody who knows anything can see this elephant is like a snake. The fourth reached out his arms and grasped one of the elephant's legs. Oh, how blind you are, he said. It is very plain to me that he is round and tall like a tree. The fifth was a very tall man, and he chanced to take hold of the elephant's ear. The blindest man ought to know that this beast is not like any of the things that you have named, he said. He is exactly like a huge fan. The sixth was very blind indeed, and it was some time before he could find the elephant at all. At last he seized the animal's tail. Oh, foolish fellows, he cried, you surely have lost your senses. This elephant is not like a wall or a spear or a snake or a tree. Neither is he like a fan. But any man with a particle of sense can see that he is exactly like a rope. Then the elephant moved on, and the six blind men sat by the roadside all day and quarreled about the true nature of an elephant. 
God is the elephant in the room. And each one of us is experiencing a part of him. We can dig in our heels and shout at the top of our lungs how we experience God, but then we will miss out on grasping a fuller understanding of him. Worse yet are the folks who have felt his trunk at one time, but can't accept that now they're feeling his tail. We may find that we experience God differently as we grow or age or because of something happening in our lives. And it's okay to admit that our relationship or experience with God has changed or is different. It all helps us come to know God better. The wise men were not wise because they were educated, but because they were willing to question everything they thought they knew and seek out something they did not understand. They did not hide their heads in the sand, but they sought out the mystery of that star in the sky so many generations ago. So this epiphany, open your hearts and your minds. Have you been trying to shove God in a box? Have you heard or seen something that you dismissed without really digging in? Are you stuck in the same old patterns of talking to God? Or are you ready to try a new and different way of growing closer to him? Be like the wise men. Study, read, rely on tradition. And also, seek God in new ways. Follow the star with no expectation of what you might find at the end. And allow yourself to have a new epiphany this season. Amen.